You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. On that day, as evening drew on, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us cross to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took Jesus with them in the boat just as he was, and other boats were with him. A violent squall came up and waves were breaking over the boat so that it was already filling up. Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. They woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Quiet, be still. The wind ceased, and there was great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? They were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this whom even wind and sea obey? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When we were at home as kids, children on the farm, land was our environment. And relatively flat land. There were hills in behind us, we called them mountains. They were about 200 meters high. <laughs> like our Mount Arbel here, a little bit more maybe around that. And so flat land was our environment. But the fishermen, their environment was the water. They were fishermen. They were their little kids with their parents, with their dad, their uncle, their grandpa, their brothers in the boats with their neighbors. That was their life. They were very familiar with it. And also, here is a very Hellenistic, Hellenized area. We know that from the archaeology here in Magdala. We have, in, especially in the Franciscan site beside us, a lot of Hellenic period remains, whereas in our site it's mostly uh, there's very little second and third century, it's mostly first century. So in this area being so Hellenized, um, uh, Greek, all the Greek mythology was here, Roman domination was here for a hundred years, Roman dom dominion was here, and the pagan religions had their uh, gods of the waters, of the sea. They were uh, also, the human being in front of the sea is very weak, very exposed to grave danger. <coughs> in a stormy sea, if you're in the water, I'm not a good swimmer, and when the waves come against you, it's not nice. And But even the experienced swimmer has to struggle a lot more with waves that are counter to where he wants to swim. And in a stormy sea, there's a lot of irregularity. And then with the boat, it can receive more impact from the turbulent waves. And if they have a sail, I don't know if they use sails, maybe they did, and then the wind has another factor there. <clears throat> so it's a very precarious situation. And then I'm not sure how long you can survive in water, although St. Paul survived. He said he was a day or two days in the water after the shipwreck on the way to Malta. And so they, uh, experience of the water, I'm sure there were people who drowned. 
in the west of Ireland, we knew stories of the sea, and we were a little bit scared of the sea because the fishermen had a lot of casualties, uh, drownings, because the west coast of Ireland is very exposed to the Atlantic. It's a different type of, of uh, maritime violence. And then to be in this situation of helplessness, and somebody is sleeping in the boat and says, be quiet. He commands the sea and the waves. This is an amazing experience and phenomenon. And then it's an experience of the mystery of who is this carpenter. He's a carpenter from Nazareth. He doesn't know anything about fishing. That's not his life. He was a carpenter. He was more or less in the flatlands like me. My dad was a carpenter too. I'm the son of the carpenter. <laughs> and just to think about that, you know, it's amazing they have to deal with this it's like God asking Abraham and Sarah to be parents of a whole nation a multitude of nations more numerous than the stars in the sky and the sands on the shore and they're in their 80s and they don't have any child so faith is an amazing challenge for us but it's also an amazing opportunity and God is for real that's the blessing we have as believers. God is for real. And so the path of faith is for real. It's the real world. We have this world here, but it, it breaks down so easily. And our world is for God. And this is the big discovery. And this translates then not just into the land and the sea, but into the instability of our heart. The storms that happen in our heart. And this is what David experiences. David has been through many storms. David has, has really uh, been through a lot of shipwrecks in his heart. He took a woman that's not his. He tried to get away with it, but now she's pregnant. Then he eliminates uh, the poor guy. What was his name? Bathsheba and Uriah. And he was a Hittite. Maybe there's even a racial issue involved here, a people issue. And he can eliminate him. He neutralizes him. And, and he goes from murder then to taking and appropriating the wife of Uriah, the widow. And now the child gets sick. He's going through a lot of storms in the sea of his heart. And this is where he makes huge mistakes, huge injustice. And God sends a prophet. And I heard a beautiful commentary this morning from Tim Gray. I'll give you detail afterwards. Just remind me to give the detail before we, in the little words after Mass. And Tim Gray pointed out, you know, how often we encounter people today if we're following the gospel more or less, trying to be upright. There's so many things that are wrong in our society. And sometimes we want to go out and throw it in people's faces. But Nathan has a way to unlock David's heart. He's able to find a story that David can understand because David just take care of the sheep. He was called from the flock. And so Nathan tells him a story that he can relate to. And I'm sure there were people stealing sheep when David was around. And so David is filled with indignation in front of such injustice. And because of this, he's able to take off the blindness 
Nathan has helped him to open his eyes to his own injustice because we can slip into injustice so easily. And we slip in without... We have so many vested interests and we, we justify ourselves in little pads and sometimes we end up in a place we shouldn't be. And then David realized his sin and this whole storm breaks and he asks for forgiveness and he's forgiven. And that's how God forgives, brings the, the, the quiet to the storms in our lives. And our world today is very turbulent and the turbulence in individual hearts becomes war in society. And our world is filled with war. It's filled with the elimination and the neutralization of people and of peoples. And this is why we must pray. We must have great faith. For 50 years now, almost, I'm praying this psalm every night from Psalm 51, David's prayer. Create a clean heart in me, O God. We all need to continue doing this and to pray for our whole world and to pray for all those who are still maybe blind. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.